Are you listening to the award-winning CBJRadio.com yet? 28 different shows, over 55 hours of new programming every week. Shows range from hip-hop, to rock, to all independent artists, to hair rock, a Friday night request show, and many more. Get yourself a CBJ Radio t-shirt and make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello friends, how are you doing? Double shot, two episodes released today. If you are listening to the podcast any other way, it's just probably another two episodes, but yes... Two episodes came out today. Now, if you didn't know, I'm a part owner of an internet radio station, cbjradio.com. I make four shows for the station each week. I've been making one show, Jamming with DJ Rude, every Thursday night at 5 p.m. Mountain Time on cbjradio.com. It's three hours of jam band music. I've been making that show for nearly 13 years now. I have so much music bouncing around my head at any given moment. It's so interesting to find myself singing random songs while I'm doing the dishes or cleaning house, walking down the street, petting my cat. I'll just sing a random song. Now, does this happen to you? I'm, I'm sure it does. I think I would kick ass at the game named that tune. I played along with you know some of the TV games, and I do very well. My friends and I used to see who could name the song that was playing at the restaurant, bar, store, wherever we were walking into, and you'd get a point for a correct answer. I was too good at it, and I eventually had to become the judge. All right, folks, I digress. Today's guest is Tracy Jones Heisey. I went to school with Tracy in Laramie, but didn't really get to know her until high school. You'll learn how. We met each other and got to be friends later in the podcast. She has lived a very interesting life since leaving Laramie, graduating high school, graduating the University of Wyoming, and then going on to educate the youth of Utah. Now, I don't want to give any more of the interview away. Let's get to it. Born in Phoenix, but raised in Laramie, Wyoming. How long did you live in Phoenix? Or was that just a hospital visit? Um, till I was three. So, so I I don't have any memories from pre-six <laughs> years old. So you probably don't remember much of Phoenix at all? No, not at all. Not at all. So you grew up in Laramie. Did your par- Are your parents like native Arizonians? No, they are native Utahns. Ah. How'd they make it to Arizona? Um, well, they met in Utah. My mom was a nurse. My uncle got in a car wreck, a truck accident, and he introduced my mom to my father. And then my father 
Um, then they got together and then they ended up moving to Arizona because my dad opened up a, uh, shop. He was a mechanic. So okay. he opened up his own, um, shop. And, um, what do you have? Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have an older sister and two half brothers. Um, my sister, Kristen Jones Leach is two years older than me. She lives in Las Vegas now and is an occupational therapist and is uh, works at Toro University as a professor now. My older brothers, I actually don't keep in contact with. But gotcha. We do have two half brothers. Two half brothers. So mm -hmm. uh, did you all grow up together or just yeah. your sister? Mm -mm. Just my sister and I and the brothers came, you know, visitation, but um, they're 10 and 13 years older than oh, me. Wow. Yeah. So a little bit older and they were with their mom. Um, and my, but my sister and I, yeah, two years apart. Grew Got up in Laramie, pretty much. We're uh, growing up as kids. So it's your older sibling. I know I followed around my older sibling, like she hung the moon and stars. Uh, she influenced everything, music, cultural stuff. Were you with that with your sister or were you like totally separate people? Oh, no, we were totally, we hated each other. Oh. Like, we were well, totally different people because I was social and smart and she was smart and not social. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, she, she was the one who would tell on me when I was at the parties. So, oh, um, wow. yeah, she was, uh, yeah, we were very, very different souls. Very different souls. So, because, so. like, with my sister, it was, you know, growing up, that's, she probably talked for me for a long time. I want to do everything she did. Um, everyone said we were like the greatest brother, sister, you know, sibling group. And then behind the scenes, she was like kicking my ass. And uh, I mean, she, we were nice in public, but behind the scenes, she was doing all yeah. the torturous stuff. And uh, and so, but I still, you know, one, I loved everything she did uh, until hip hop music came around. And uh, she did not like rap and hip hop music, Beastie Boys, Run DMC, and I did. And that was the beginning of us becoming like, we're very different people, Yeah, I would say. Um, besides being a male, she's female, but we, we, she lives in Texas. Um, and and I, she, uh, she always picks up the accents wherever she lives, like really fast. Like we had a friend that was from Hawaii that lived next door to us and would go away for the summer and come back with a Hawaiian accent. And my sister would pick it up. So she's got a good old thick Texas accent right now. Uh, it just cracks me up. Cause I was like, I know where we were born. I know where we grew up. And nice. So I don't pick it up as much. Uh, so as a kid, what were, what were you into? Were you like academically inclined? Were you playing all the sports? Were you, um, just the, the person in class that talked a lot? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, one, I was the person in class that talked a lot. I, um, not sporty okay. academics. Eh, they came easy, but I also had a pretty big attitude, um, Ended up being more artsy, I think, as I got into junior high and high school. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I rolled, I think. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard, hard discovery, self-discovery, figuring out, you know, who you are, what you want to do. Uh, things came easy, but my shitty attitude didn't help either. So with with art, like what did you do you like to draw, paint? 
chalk, everything? Um, kind of all of it. I think um, I had pretty high ambitions. I actually wanted to be an art teacher as art club president at good old Laramie Senior High um, with Mr. Collins. Uh, but um, a lot of, I, I don't know, I kind of liked a lot of it. Uh, Miss Frosto in- Oh yeah in junior high yeah she she was like my muse she actually gave me a lot of her art after um i graduated or in high school when i graduated she gave me some of her artwork so i have some of her stuff and her and i were really close and i really liked photography um so i think i really had these high ambitions with what i wanted to do uh, but maybe not the self-concept confidence to do it um so i kind of yeah i did a lot in high school and then kind of went a different route i think because my dad told me i couldn't get a job as an art teacher and survive so (laughs) that interesting because um the last person i just did an interview with because i'm going to release two of these interviews on friday um her dad said the same thing to her she became a graphic designer um and she's like, I don't use that at all. And so, or really. And so it just kind of made me go, yeah, that, that is a rough one. Um, yep, when- it is. I wanted to go to ASU. Actually, I was going to apply to Arizona State yeah. um, because of my creative. I wanted like more. I'm just more of a creative soul. My oldest son, um, well, my only son, I guess he is kind of the same way. But um, I wanted to go to ASU and then my dad like kind of laid it. On the, he is pretty real with me. So I kind of, that, that went out the way. Fun. It's so interesting. You said Miss Frost out from oh, the ninth yeah. art. Oh my God. Seventh, eighth and seventh, eighth and ninth. He pulled yep. out the best art from me probably ever. I wish I still ever. had it. Um, is I, she still there? I don't, I don't know. I oh my God. She was I such a hippie. It. I loved her. Yeah. Uh, I drew a tiger with ink with, like pen like it was it was killer it was really good it took a lot of time a lot of time and that was my like I don't want to do art for a living because this like takes (laughs) a lot of time (laughs) to to, I mean and it was good I was like well yeah it takes a lot of time to do good work but I was just like I just I don't know how many tigers I had in me you didn't know. Yeah. yeah. She, um, she was one of the teachers that just really believed in me. It was awesome. And then I know when I graduated from high school, she, she gifted me with an art piece. So it was pretty cool. It was actually a Vita Vu. Oh, right. Yeah. Nice. So it was really nice, but, um, yeah. So anyway, so I yeah. opted I was going to go the business route in college. And then I realized my personality didn't really work there. Um, I had strong Miss Crookshank, who okay. actually was my family friend. And we were a um, big inspiration for me, who I still keep in touch with. Um, oh. She, we were, I was going to do accounting, but I realized I'd probably be sitting in a cubicle singing the BG song to myself. So I realized that probably wasn't the best for my personality. And my dad actually talked me into going into education, which I think ended up working. I mean, I'm 27 years in. Oh, okay. um, 
as a teacher and I actually funnel my art through my teaching, ah. which is really cool. Nice. Yeah. I thought about going into education because yeah don't ever think about doing it oh no. <laughs> uh, no because my dad my stepmom uh my stepdad my stepdad taught at the university level my dad and stepmom taught third grade um and when I had no idea going into college what I want to do I thought I was going to go into marketing but um that was a bit much and so I was like I'll go into teaching and my dad talked me out of it totally talked me out of it and uh uh good for him <laughs> yeah ended up in broadcasting which which worked out which was weird because like now I say like oh I miss those days where I made art where I cut yeah. together video and and then it all I went to TV news where it was just junk and yeah. quick cuts and bleeds at lead stuff and and now where I just work in technology I fixed I mean no more art in my brain so I have to do like not have to do I love doing this podcast and I have a radio station and I so I do radio shows and um I get you your art in your own way I get my creativity out there yeah um, so but yeah for a long time it was suppressed well I got I got I would DJ um a ton in bars and and stuff but that disappeared I was like oh what am I gonna do we're gonna get the outlet what I figured it out yeah you figure it so, out I, yeah. my out yeah my outlet is a bunch of fifth grade kids and i find my passion and like we're doing rizzo or rizzy uh birds right now and i just try to we did bankski uh so park city has a bunch of bankski tags so we just i i'm really about trying to bring in real life especially because i teach in utah and um thinking outside the box isn't often challenged here so like you know extra credit go find all the bank skis in park city you know 20 minutes away from here so the kids go and get pictures and we did you know the girl with the red balloon and different techniques it's just it's my channel it's my therapy honestly to stay sane um with dealing with parents dealing with uh, kids all the time but it's really like I'm shutting my door we're doing art um and that makes it therapeutic for me so that's pretty cool was uh college always a thing in your household like you were gonna go no no right. um well it it was you don't have a choice it was either trade school or college okay yeah so it was neither I mean my parents weren't, you know, my dad, trade school, my mom, college, but then my mom, you know, typical era, gave up her oh. her career for my dad, you know what I mean, stay-at-home mom. Um, but ironically, my father was raised LDS, Mormon, oh. but his whole philosophy for my sister and I was that we would never depend on a man to survive. And it was, oh. you go to trade school or you go to college. And so we both went to college. Um, ironically, we both ended up going to education. Kristen went into special ed. I went into general ed. Um, and then we both actually have our extended degrees. I have my master's plus 60. My sister has her uh, PhD. So both of us, but she went into OT, she went special ed OT into PhD. 
I went education, master's and education extended. I have 60 master's plus 60 PhD. You know, I could get my PhD, but in education, it's not worth the money. You won't ever make the money back. So um, I could teach college level if I wanted to, you know, be uh, do a little adjunct, which I thought about. Um, I'm five, five years from retirement, which is disgusting to say. <laughs> You started young. You started. I started young, young but um, you so you know. But I'm actually uh, more into like the curriculum development. I love the creativity. I love to create curriculum. I love to push. I love to dig um, and challenge. So a little bit of controversy, I think, on my. I'm kind of on the east bench of Salt Lake, so up towards the University of Utah. Um, and most people know about Utah, you know, it's high LDS uh, population. So I kind of stir the pot a little bit, you know, my little okay. Black Wall Street, which is what we're learning about this week and teaching the kids about what Black Wall Street was, uh, the Tulsa riots, and then creating an opinion paper about it. So creating some real world experiences, wow. I guess. So, so. Um, did I miss this? You went to the University of Wyoming after UW. Yep. Yeah, okay. I graduated UW. Uh huh. Um, did uh, being you're the Larry kid, ditto. Did you move out of the house? Did you live in the dorms? Did you get an apartment? Uh, uh moved out. Um, and had an apartment. Never did the dorm thing. Did apartments. Many, 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 many apartments. <laughs> no, <I understand. laughs> uh, partied a lot. Uh, yeah. Quite the partier. Yeah. Had to repeat a few. Yeah. It took me a little bit. Had to repeat a few classes. Um, I understand that. Yeah. Did a couple tour de Laramie's. Caught got with my fake ID. You know, the typical uh, Laramie. Yes. Everybody laughs because I think I was doing um, I went to a bar class, an exercise class. They're like, do you have rhythm? I'm like, when I'm drunk. <laughs> when I'm like, I grew up in Wyoming. I'm like, you'll get everything I learned, I learned drunk. So um, I just, yeah, I went, I did the whole UW stint, left, um, met a guy, left, and moved uh, actually down to Southern Utah. So, so from Laramie to, Laramie to Southern Utah. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, well, I guess you're familiar with the areas because family and stuff like that. Family, yeah. My yeah. dad's family is all my cousins. Um, so ironically, my Spanish Catholic family is all in Salt Lake, and my Mormon, not Spanish, my Mormon white family is all in St. George. Um, and so my uh fiance and I at the time ended up moving down to St. George. Oh. And and taught there. And actually, it was a quite a wild ride there too, because I taught my first teaching job was in uh, Hilldale, Utah, which is a polygamous community here. In oh. so a little green girl from Wyoming, and wow. they left me alone though, because I was Catholic and didn't know any better. So yeah, my first two and a half years of teaching ever were in the polygamous colony. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah messed yeah. up but pretty cool oh yeah definitely <laughs> i mean cool and uh intriguing uh, cool in a messed up way <laughs> yeah i'm a i'm a cult guy i yeah. love documentaries 
uh, everything cults like i'm intrigued podcast i'm intrigued because people sell out for just some crazy religions yep. and like going like yeah this is the right way this is the right and i'm always like wow wow yeah. like what happened in your life beforehand that it's like nah life will only get better if i join this polygamist group like yeah or scientology sorry i don't mean to i'm not trying to rip into religion no it's fascinating to my in my mind i'm not it's so fascinating like we were on the backside of zion which was like breathtaking i couldn't you couldn't ask for a better um view you know what i mean to teach from uh but i wasn't about ready to pull my hair up and I wasn't about ready to wear a dress because I've never worn dresses. I don't like them. And um, I never been a big makeup person, but you know, I didn't like whatever. I'm not like yeah. they, you know, it's just very different. And uh, yeah, two and a half years, it was very like Mother's Day. It, I, it was, um, I, you bring a dollar, donate a dollar, you know, ask your father because you had to use the word father. You couldn't use dad or you t- couldn't use the word kid yeah. because of kids ago, whatever. Um, and actually, ironically, in Hilldale, it was part of Washington County, which is part of St. George, um, that whole county for teaching. Uh, Mother's Day was ask your father to donate, you know, a dollar to help with Mother's Day gifts. Well, I have five moms. Well, I have six moms. Well, my, now my sister's my mom. Sweet. Okay, now that your sister's your mom, let's. Okay, it's the longest fucking Mother's Day gift I've ever done because you know you have to make seven. Yeah. So anyway, wow. it was like the most random, cool. Like nobody could ever have that. And then yeah. I don't know if you've seen Keep Sweet on Netflix. Mm not yet you better uh, check it out okay so anyway the girl ruby jessup who's on there was my sixth grade student and she's one of the one of the um girls who um went against the the prophet so that was a little messed up i took a total screenshot i'm like holy shit i taught this girl and the fact that she got married two years after i taught her in sixth grade and then had children it was really messed up yeah. so What's it called? Keep sweet. Keep sweet and obey. I think. Huh. Okay. On Netflix, you gotta check it out. I'm surprised I haven't. I can't believe you haven't. I'm into like it yet. Under Under the Banner of Heaven is on Hulu, and yeah. I think yeah. a couple of my students were in that book actually, because they're in their, you know, I was 24 when I ta- when I taught there, 23, yeah. 24. So, and now we're aging, you know, creeping to 50. Yeah, I know. My yeah, girlfriend exactly. reminds me because my birthday's in March and I'll be 49. And she's like, You're last. You're only going to be 49 in March. Yeah. I'm a year younger than Oh, that's me. fucked up. How did you get up? <sighs> okay. Well, I'm 50. Class of 92. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Messed up. But I mean, it, age is relative. And it is relative at this yeah. point. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, 50 seems old, but yet not really. Cause we're not really because we're, we're I'm almost 50. 50 doesn't doesn't feel like it um I mean I can physically able to do a lot of things that I probably <laughs> thought maybe not after beating my body up from playing sports 
That, uh, well, yeah, that was stupid. You shouldn't play football. Oh, uh, uh, I loved every second of it. I'm sure you did. Uh, <laughs> I dated yet, a football player. I even took a theory of coaching football. I yeah. almost married a football player, so I gotcha. <laughs> but, like, getting off, off the couch and, like, walking upstairs. I sound like a pop machine. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. It's just crack, crack, crack. And I'm like, eh. yeah. And even... A job I had for years carrying a camera on my shoulder, like 35 yeah. pound video camera, um, took a toll on my body. Like, oh, I'm sure. I remember the first time I went to a chiropractor and they're like, Do you carry something on your right shoulder? And I'm like, Yeah, camera. And they're like, Yeah, we can tell. And they're like, Yeah. It took a long time. I don't do that anymore, but it took a long time to sort that out. But yeah, it's um, age. Yeah, I, I had my it's relative. 30th reunion last summer, which I put together a lot of it. And it was a blast. But I'm like, man, when did everybody get so old? I'm not old. Like, <laughs> and you got those people in your class that you're that it just aged perfectly. You're like, they got like the perfect gray hair, the perfect hairline, the perfect <laughs> this. Like, like how how did you age so perfectly i yeah i actually i think the girls age better than the men um yes i yeah the pot bellies are quite intense uh i went to i tried i i did crash i'm not a big reunion person it's just not my thing and more because i didn't live there you know i i left yeah and um and then april collins was my good friend and so like, and then my family left too. So I didn't have any reason really to go back, but I did go back. Actually, I went back because April was going to um, be there oh. and she was sick. I mean, she had started getting sick, but anyway, she ended up being too sick to make it. So I ended up kind of crashing the, a little bit, hung out with Brian Sanchez and a couple other, I mean, you know, PJ and yeah. and Toby and them, but um uh it was just fun to observe everybody you know and reconnect because i actually didn't even join facebook i kind of didn't even i think till 2018 more because of being a teacher like it's not good it's really you have to be really careful and so i never got on it and they finally did in 2018 more to stay in touch with april than anything um after and uh just i don't know interesting it's just interesting i guess when i was 20 it wasn't 2018 what the hell am i talking about 20 something anyways before april passed yeah and um you know i just i don't know it's just interesting to to see age and see people but the guys the boys yeah sorry pot bellies and receding hairlines Mm -hmm. not good i am roughly like the same way that I was in high school, which was crazy, just proportioned a little bit differently. Um, but it took some work to, I mean, I bulked up huge after college and uh, eventually led diabetes, henceforth, a bunch of weight loss, but- Oh my gosh, really? I've type two, yeah. Uh, so it's sorry. in my family. I didn't know that it was like my uncle has it. Like there's so many people my family had. It was probably inevitable, no matter what I was going to do with my body, which I filled it full of nonsense in college. Yeah. And 
and everything. Mountain Dew. Whew. Man. Dew. Yeah. I mean, mine that, was more like Coors Light, but okay. There, yeah. There was plenty of, yeah, <laughs> to sit where I was like, oh, man, I know where that, I go, that's why I have diabetes right there. Like, yeah. I know why. And, uh, but, uh, so do like people are like, you stayed the same. And I was like, no, I got huge. And then I kind of got back down and I was like, that, yeah. And I have some hair and enough with greasy because I got my hat on. But, oh, okay. And, it, and, but I'm a blonde. So the gray doesn't quite show up as much. I just got a haircut. So it doesn't look as gray. Funny. But I'm only, I'm gonna, like, first time I could grow a beard, like a full beard, there were gray spots in it. And I was like, I'm finally a man, but I'm an old man now. <laughs> So I never like it's hard for to do the whole beard thing because it's not all if it came in all gray, it'd be perfect. Yeah. I yeah. am yeah. gonna bless the Spaniard part of me for my aging. I, I think yeah. I've been, but I'm tall. I'm 5'10, 5'11. Yeah. So that's and I'm not heavy, which is good. Just a few wrinkles and but hair color actually, you know, I mean nothing. The Spaniard part has helped me uh, yeah. not. I don't think age. I always ask my son, I'm like, do I look 50? He's like, mom, no, you don't. I'm like, okay, because I'm not heavy. I'm not, yeah. you know, it's just keeping, it's maintaining and having energy, especially being a single mom and uh, working as much as I do. And then still having, I have a 14 year old who's um, in intense competitive soccer. So oh that is like that's a whole new world for me because i'm my son was artsy he did film actually yeah, so in salt lake there's tons of opportunities for film and just so many things that we weren't exposed to you know like we oh, didn't yeah. have in a small town and probably you know they still don't have in a small town but like um so my son was more he's more artsy and social like me. And my daughter though is more social. She's social like me, but more sporty. So wow. it's a whole new, it's a whole new world for me. This whole, I don't do drama. I don't do girls. I don't do hockey <laughs> sport people. And then ironically, my partner happens to be an ex uh, professional baseball player. So that's awesome. I end up with these sporty guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, yeah, you're like, now I'm going to every soccer game. Uh, <sighs> and parents, you know, athletic parents are a trip. Um, I mean, my mom would tell me stories from when I played. And she was uh, like, you were, she's like, I wasn't allowed in the in the circle till you became like a starter. And I was like, sweet. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, <mom. laughs> I pretend I'm not a soccer mom. I, I tell myself I'm not a soccer mom. Um, I tell my daughter that I'm like, as long as I don't hear your name, we're good. Um, I honestly stay as ignorant as I can about soccer rules because the more I know, the more bitchy I'll be sure. and the worse mom I'll be. And my goal is to be a supportive mom. Gotcha. So the less I know, the better. And that's that teacher part of me where I'm like, if I don't know what the hell you did wrong, I can't yell at you about it. But I'm like, if I hear the coach say your name, then I know you did, you, you messed up somehow. So I'm like, as long as, you know, 
I don't know, we're good. Yeah. And I will support you and pay for it and whatever. But um, like, I mean, football, like all that stuff. I don't know, you know, uh, Bandamir and I dated and almost got married in high school or out of high school and stuff. And he's a big football player. Yeah. I didn't get it because I was artsy. Uh, we dated through college and I even took a theory of coaching football class because I had no idea what the hell yeah. I, I didn't race with that. And then I end up with this sporty daughter and then I end up with another partner who's sporty and I'm like, I don't know. I'm the art nerd. I'm the, the, she's what that she's all that. Is that that movie? Yeah. <laughs> art nerd with the sporty people. But, um, yeah, my daughter super competitive. My son super creative. So, what do you do with that? Hi, support them the best way you can. Yeah, yeah, I pay the I pay the bills. That's my daughter's in Mesa, <laughs> Arizona, right now for another goddamn tournament. So uh -huh. we just went to Orlando. Like we were just in Orlando for a week in early December uh, because she's at a she played at the ESPN you know, center wow. and, and which is a super opp great opportunity, yeah. but you know, 14, she's 14. She's a freshman in high school and now she's in Mesa, Arizona this week. And then she comes back for five days and she's in Denver. Wow. So it's like, holy shit. Hey, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna travel when you're good. Well, yeah. Travel when you have them, you don't have a single mom who has to pay all the goddamn bills. Yeah, that is the tough side of it. Need scholarships, travel these kids. Hopefully she'll get a scholarship. Yeah. So yeah. she, yeah, she's pretty intense. The 21 year old, he's in college. He didn't need one. Yeah. But I mean, well, he, he could have, I mean, they're both really smart and social, which is great, but just new worlds, you know, new yeah. worlds that you have to manage as an adult now, as parents, figure yeah. it out. Oh yeah. I, I'm not envious of a lot of parents these days because too many don't be envious of having and having a 14 year old because they're assholes yes they talk back they are assholes yeah yes i agree I, I i was not an asshole to my parents my sister was an asshole to my parents i was like a quiet asshole i was the one who under the breath talked back to my mom and dad my sister was a full on one but both of my children, well, actually more my daughter, she is the drama queen, the, she's my sister. I have my sister <laughs> as a child and, um, it's not very fun. No. So it's, uh, yeah, I thought about changing grades going from elementary to middle school, but then the more I hang out with my daughter, I'm like, hell no, nope, not happening because they're just not nice people. I, I'm always shocked, like ne ne nephews, niece, when I ask them to do something or, or say something and I get smart ass comment. And I was like, not to say my parents would have smacked me, but I just wasn't, I wasn't armed with smart ass comments to give. Because like, you were scared for your life. Yes, though. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't an instant like, in my bag of responses, it was my, yes, I'll do that right away. Or, you know, yeah, no problem. Oh, I have to do school. You're right. That's yes. my job. Yes. There's not going to be arguing. It's not like, God, will you just stop? Stop yeah. mom. You know, I, yeah, it's, yeah. 
and I, I'm, I'm just like, wow, unreal. And unreal. so I'm not, it's, I'm glad we get to send niece and nephews home. You get to go because you'll get some tough justice here. There is a level of, um, it's interesting. And I, I think I see it more like as a teacher, the level, like after 27 years of this, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, PowerPoint came in when I was, we were in college. So I remember in one of my education classes, we had to do a PowerPoint and it was like, oh my God, there's this new invention, huh. you know, on the glowing, you know, bright blue yeah. mats or whatever that we finally had. Um, and I did a Babe Ruth PowerPoint in college. I was like, oh my God, this is like freaking crazy. Um, and then now it's like constant everything is constant and it's at their fingertips oh, and it's yeah. like instant and it's like we don't have to work for that this is given to us it's like handed and with that comes this entitlement that i cannot get past it is like oh my god this is you got you actually have to work you you need to work it's not gonna it can't you can't expect instant gratification yeah and i always I compare it to like plugging. I'm like, you guys plug in a video game and expect to know what the hell, you know, you just figure it out as you go. I'm like, that's how you approach learning. You know, yeah. you approach it as, oh, I'll figure it out as I go, as opposed to maybe I have to read the directions. Maybe I have to actually, I'm like, you guys have no idea. And it's really sad. It's sad. Like the lack of um, skills that yeah. they, that they are, you know, missing, they're just missing out on tons of skills. So I, when I came back to the university, wanted me to work and I worked in video conferencing and I was a tech that sat in the room and made sure technology worked, uh, cause it connected to all over the state and I'd be in that first class and they'd be like, here's the PowerPoint for the rest of the year. And I was like, what, excuse me. <laughs> You just hand out notes yeah and, and i was like um i would have passed more classes if someone Had. was taking better notes for me not me learning it as i went i didn't know how to take very good notes but i was just like what so and i would have done better because i wouldn't have shown up drunk to class still yeah, from well, the night it. before yeah yeah that that happened a few times or when you have night classes showing up while drunk in a class i never had night classes I did. but i did have eight in the morning classes oh, in yeah. spanish i did show up quite a few and <laughs> i would be like i'd look at the teacher i'm like well i'm half spanish i should be able to channel this right and she's like uh no <laughs> I'm like okay no yeah it's it, not helping yeah it's i took what well, spanish in high school yeah in college no and, i didn't uh, my my partner my girlfriend she's half mexican and you can tell and she owns a funeral home here and uh every time like she gets like hispanic or mexican folks talk to her and see her and they're like want to kick spanish to her right away and she's just kind of like i know a little bit and i understand it a whole lot better than i speak it because when it comes out it yeah. comes out all you know anglo and stuff yeah and so I'm like, they said this. She's like, okay. And I was like, they said this. <laughs> That's like my partner who grew up in LA. Yeah. And he's like, 
he is six foot four, ginger, and I just laugh. Uh, and he's sitting over here, his old man. Anyway, he used to, um, he knows more Spanish than I do because my mom grew up, but my mom, you know, my grandpa didn't speak English. And um, my mom could, and my grandpa would speak to my mom, but my mom had to answer in English. She couldn't answer uh -oh. in Spanish because, you know, it's, it's the simulation, the, yeah. the, the, or sorry, the assimilation of you need, you're in America, you need to speak, right? Yeah. So my, my, my grandma on my mom's side is from Spain and my grandpa is Basque. All right. And then there's a little bit of um, a great grandpa Mexican in there somewhere, but then I have, you know, an Anglo-Saxon dad, but my mom can understand Spanish, but she can't speak it. So then I end up with Patrick and he being from Southern LA, you know, LA oh, yeah. area, he can speak better. Sp He's like, you're the Spaniard. I'm like, what the hell? I don't know half this shit. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so oh, he speaks better Spanish as a little, you know, yeah. ginger, <laughs> six foot four ginger that I do as, but see, no one ever knows, thinks I am Spanish mostly because of my height. Because oh. I'm five, I'm five eleven. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, "There's no way." But then you see my mom, who's five foot two, black hair but fair skin. But then if I get really dark in the summer, they're like, "Oh, okay, oh. I can see." But I end up having more of a, you know, all my my whole Spanish family is tiny. They're like five foot four, five foot two. Yeah. Nobody's tall. Tia's about. I'm five eleven. She's about a foot shorter than me. Um, but she doesn't know she's have Mexican, but I grew up in Kansas. Oh. And, and so like <laughs> that, that influence on her yeah. life, that influence on that side of her life was an amazing influence on her. And now yeah. she brought up, she's like, I probably know more like German slang. Cause that's yeah. my family than I know. And I go, I go, I learned proper Queens or King Spanish in high school, college. And then I went to Tijuana and went, I don't know anything. Because you learned Spain Spanish, Spanish not, Mexico not Mexican yeah. Spanish. Yeah. And so interesting. Like yeah. my uncle, he would bitch about that because he was my uncle by marriage. Yeah. He would sit at the table when we lived in, we lived in, we lived in Price, Utah. And he was like, you know, all, all they teach you is Spain Spanish, which oh, yeah. is what they teach you. He's like, you don't know Mexico, you know, Mexican Spanish, Mexico Spanish. So yeah. I guess it's the you know, equivalent of learning, you know, the Queen's English, like proper British, yeah. as opposed to our American slang it up. And it could change from what area you are in the in the region you are in the United mm. States. Say something in Minnesota, totally different than you say in Mississippi. And it's still Americanized. It's it's. The language is great. <laughs> it is so cool. My girlfriend's um, Ide, she's from Peru. And I went to Peru a couple years ago with her and a couple other friends. And we went to, um, she's from, um, Mu sorry, Muyendo. Okay. But so it was super cool to go up in Peruvian, you know, to Peru. Yeah. But we went to Lima, then we went to Cusco, and then we went up. You know, Cusco is, you know, where you go to Machu Picchu. So we okay. hung out in Cusco and acclimated. But her, even being from Peru, um, 
she was like, oh my God, there's like seven different dialects, seven different ways of, she ran into seven different like versions of Spanish, yeah, which was so cool. Cause she's like, oh, they say this as opposed to this out all in this little, little town between Cusco and Machu Picchu. Wow. And she lives in Muyendo, which was, you know, a flight and, you know, the same country, but you have village people, you have this, it just, it was very interesting. So language is crazy, crazy. I wish I knew more besides my limited ink. Well, no, I know, I know, <laughs> I know what my mom called me, Hita, yeah. you know, and we talked about mocos, <laughs> we talked about caca and yeah. all the words my mom would translate, but oh. I just laugh and um because it's still part of my of my life but then you know i have two whitewashed children <laughs> who are you know like a quarter and i just laugh because they they're always like well no we are spanish but it also depends because if you see me by my cousins my cousins are tiny and a lot darker than i am so yeah, yeah. interesting it, yeah definitely um Wow, got off the subject there for a little bit. We totally did. Yeah. Um, so last time I left you off in your chronological history is you were in southern Utah teaching at the polygamist uh, school or in that yeah. area. Then I moved to Bozeman, Montana. Okay, what took you to Bozeman? Uh, my husband and I just okay. decided to move there and get away from... Um, <laughs> Back into like the in mountains, again about friend like crazy. Yeah. Uh, back into the mountains, okay. and actually, ironically, I ran into a couple of people. You know, I know who I ran into. I don't uh, know if you remember. Do you remember Sherry Ross? No. From she was a year older than you, but so Janet poke up. Yes. Okay, so Janet poke up Sherry Ross and I were all in huh? like junior high together, and at a grocery store. Apparently, I don't change in looks. Is what's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, are you Tracy Jones? And I'm like, what? We're at the fucking grocery store. And it ended up being this girl from junior high, Sherry Ross. So Janet poke up if you're listening, you'll remember her. <laughs> and then Bronwyn Eads, I ran into her. Um, she lived there and Adam Graham and Shane Graham. So a couple kickbacks wow. um, from Laramie. So we lived there for about, my son was born there. So I lived there for about three years. And then I ended up actually getting divorced. Well, I actually got my husband at the time to move to Salt Lake because that's where family was and got divorced and lived in Salt Lake. Okay. So it was comfortable. I didn't want to move. Um, my sister lived in Nevada in Las Vegas. I didn't want to move there and I needed to still be by the mountains. And I had a lot of family here, so it was still in Salt Lake as ass backwards as it is religious wise. Um, it's a great place to raise a family. I bet. And actually a couple people from, and I haven't like, um, there's a couple people from Laramie here. Yeah. Uh, but um, I haven't actually really, you know, I haven't. <laughs> Them. so anyway it's really cool so i ended up teaching here and i've been here ever since and more more because i've been stuck here with my with my son and stuff and then teaching is weird because once you get into it you can't leave 
like as far as retirement goes. So I have a couple years left. And then once I hit my retirement age, which is really sad and sad and happy at the same time, I can kind of move where I want. And once my daughter's out of high school, I don't worry yeah. about it. So yeah. Uh, you, said you taught fifth grade? I have taught every grade, but first grade. Every and grade. I've taught special ed and reading. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is my 27th year, which is really sad. Good. Awesome. So awesome. Yeah. I have some my, really great kids. Um, my dad called the golden handcuffs. Yeah. It's, five years left. Golden handcuffs. It's like a love-hate relationship. Like I love it because um, I'm a very extroverted person, which, um, and I like the creativity. I just don't like, I don't do the bullshit very well. So, and um, yeah. it's very interesting because I ended up with meeting a lady that came and worked with me. Actually, we ended up having this really weird connection um, via who she married, who was from Laramie, huh. who, whatever. Anyway, very strange. And we just laughed because, um, Wyoming people, people, or especially girls that are raised in Wyoming uh -huh. are not quite like everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and her and I are both laughing. We're like, yep, we're very straightforward. We don't give a fuck. And we're like, this is what's going to happen. And we're just going to tell you how it is. But we were raised that way, you know? And so it's really interesting, especially to be in more of a conservative area they don't like the truth and we were all kind of raised to like speak our truth and girls were raised to be strong yeah i like that you know so um wyoming girls and are raised to take care of themselves and um i don't know we just kind of laughed and we're like yep you can and you can tell a wyoming girl because they're not going to put up with bullshit and very straightforward and everybody's like oh you're from wyoming that makes a little more sense gotcha <laughs> Maybe that's why i chose a girl from uh kansas nebraska because <laughs> she uh, didn't want to get your no. shit but no. my partner's laughing over here i don't know if but, he's laughing at me or at his phone but i just laugh because i'm like but dude this is how i am i'm like she, fucking deal with it or don't she's in wyoming i mean she's lived here long enough um it just and she's latina too so that doesn't help shit. i mean you 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 know yeah. you get in a relationship with a latina and we've decided the word is passion yeah she's not angry she's passionate it's like yes, that's what you said it's so yeah. funny she's like i'm not mad i'm just passionate or whatever cracks me up and then when oh. i say i'm passionate she's like whatever whatever like, i can't use the <laughs> same so not passionate yeah. and I, I can't use the same thing yeah patrick so. says don't yell at me i'm like i'm not yelling at you it's passion she's like oh yep. yeah i forgot it's passion i'm like exactly like fucking get over it let's go <laughs> yes i understand that latina passion very much that's so. funny that's very well like oh, carl my cat's scratching on stuff uh carl your name your cat's name's carl yeah yeah carl is the guy boy and alfia is the girl Thanks. um they're about four or five years apart. Yeah. About. Um, That's funny. Carl is the alpha male of the house. I just live here. 
You just live there. He runs the show. Uh, but I got it uh, 2009, and uh, there was a music festival I went to called Rothbury Music Festival, and it was in Michigan. And we're leaving uh, widespread panic, and we're walking through this forest, which is like totally like walking into a black light. Post. Yeah. Everybody's all fucked up. And uh, Primus is playing on the next stage, and the, you could hear him. But suddenly someone starts yelling for Carl. Like he's lost. Like a guy named Carl's lost. And the, the whole crowd starts yelling for Carl. Yeah. It just it became the war cry of that festival <laughs> from there on out. Just and Carl. It, just Carl. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, if you said Carl at like a music show. Like someone be like Rothbury 2008, be like yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl. So and they're like, who is Carl? And I'm like, I don't know. And and there's YouTube stuff. Oh, this guy was Carl. And I was like, I don't believe it. But I knew when I I got who's gonna get a cat or a dog. I was like, Carl. Your name is Carl. Yeah, Carl's his name. There and you go. It's a good name to yell. Althea is um, my girlfriend's cat technically, and. Uh, she was going to name her Athena and I worked with an Athena at the time. I was like, oh, maybe not, which would have been a great name because I stopped working with Athena like within months. And uh, she's like, what about Althea? And I was like, oh, I love that name. I love it. love it. In my, my jam band head, it's a Grateful Dead song. And I was like, sweet. So once she made it official, I was like, yes, it's a Grateful Dead song. And she's like, oh. She's like, people are going to think you named my cat. And I was like, well, that is funny. Yeah. I was like, no, are you a total deadhead? You need to, you need to call Toby Som and interview him on your show. Yeah, I should. I'm you more, should. I'm more of a widespread panic guy, but I, no. I grateful dead is like the godfathers of jam man. So yeah. yeah. Well, that. you gotta, you gotta connect with Som. He's I will. Funny. Oh, he I will. Some shit. He makes so, it. I see him at the dead company shows. I've been to. I never made it to a Grateful Dead show because I wasn't into it when I was that when Jerry was still alive. Um, I was a hip hop head. Still love hip hop music, but um, no, I was never a hip hop. I'm a total alternative. Like I, yeah, you know, oh yeah, I not was, a deadhead, but alternative, 100% cured Depeche Mode. Off yep, we go. I do remember that about you. Yeah. Uh, and and now I listen to that music, and still I still am to the there day. You go. Elena Sandoval and I can talk about our Big Head Todd and our our cure. So. I went and saw, I've seen Big Head Todd like 10 summers in a row at Red Rocks, something like that. My, my friends and I would make an outing of it and go to a show. And so I've seen a lot of Big Head Todd. Yeah, I saw them last in Laramie and then like in Bozeman there was Sean Colvin oh, yeah. and some, like some other ones and then uh Salt Lake actually has some pretty good bands I actually yeah. did, ended up seeing Erasure and Depeche Mode here nice. which is recent so that was really cool but um oh yeah total I still am but I'm also a country girl which is funny because I still love my country yeah I I like some parts of country music for sure uh, um oh speaking of Salt Lake and music uh, one of the only times I've hung out in Salt Lake, yeah, uh, I went for a band called Michael Fronti and Spearhead. Yeah. And um, were you at Red Rock or at Red View? 
Yeah. No, it was at downtown Salt Lake. I can't remember. Oh, the okay. play. What? A, the, maybe it was at where the jazz play. Oh, that was Usana. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Redview is like an out. Is Redview is oh, yeah. like Red Rock, where you okay. can go out and it's outside. It's really yeah. This cool. was like picnic drinking and listening to tunes. This was like I think a January show, but uh, we Delta come outside. We're you know a bit drunk and such, and yeah. walking around, and I end up on uh, Temple and Temple. I tell the story. Oh God! You're and I was like. I'm at the nexus of the universe. I'm at like, I'm, I'm streets have crossed. Like, and then I didn't, cause I didn't see it was like Temple North, Temple West. I didn't quite catch oh, yeah. it first. And then we ended up going to a, a bar and they're like, oh, it's membership. We're like, okay. Uh, so, oh my God. You were like, this is like old school. Yeah. Huh? This is, yeah, for over 10 yeah, years. Yeah, you had to have memberships for a while. Mm-hmm. But it, it, so whenever my friend got the membership, I was guest. And I remember them closing the bar. It closed at two, but at one, they locked up the liquor. Like, yeah. literally locked it up. They put these big old cages over it. They're yep. like, you can order like seven drinks. It just got to be done by two. So we're like Wyoming guys with like five drinks in front of us. Like, we're going to have these done in the next hour. Yeah, but yeah. you didn't realize that they were metered, right? <laughs> nah. Like they meter everything in Utah, so it's oh. like, like it's not a, it's not a Wyoming pour, it's not a Wyoming oh, whiskey yeah. pour. Oh yeah, for three fifty, it's a fucking, you know, tablespoon for twelve dollars. Oh, I but I mean, it was. I'm gonna put down a lot of drinks in an hour because I, I see this. Did you yeah. have some good food? Because you have to have food too in Utah. Oh no, I didn't. I can't okay. remember if I had anything good. No. Those were the main things that stuck out. Temple and temple and um, temple and temple membership into the into the bar. It's and, like oh. a giant phallic symbol. If you ever think about it, it's like yeah. a big penis with balls. That's what that. the temple is. Um, and I told the story on the other podcast. Uh, first time in my life. Um, it's ever happened to me. My buddy and I walking down the street. Uh, he's got kind of long hair, probably looking hippie-ish. Yeah, but this lady did the purse thing where it was close to us, and then switch it to the other side, like to protect it. <laughs> I was like, my friends, we get past her, and I was like, that was a first. I said, I didn't think I looked that dangerous. Like <laughs> I, I was like, I, it's your big head. Yeah, it's my big head, <laughs> and the smile on my face because I'm yeah. you know, in town for a show. Oh my god! Yeah, it cracked me up. I was like, oh. "Hey, I'm telling you though, I saw some great shows here in excess." Yes, with OMD opening. Nice. So I mean, there's some good. I mean, it's a messed up place, and it all it's crazy. And I am like, I can't wait to actually leave. But um, I call it you're doing, you're doing work from the inside. You're educating the youth. From the inside. I'm educating the youth through the painful, like through my painful soul. But um, it's it is a good place to raise kids. Yeah. I have to say. I mean, it is clean, and actually, there's a lot. You know, if you had to, if you had to be a single person, you had to raise some children. And there's some fucked up things, but there's fucked up things everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, and like you know. I could live in Laramie and I, I, my, like, I love Laramie actually, you know, historically I like 
I guess thinking back, I'd love to go back because, but in the moment I hated it, you know, it was, was, uh, the beliefs that it was very, very anti-gay, anti-whatever, you know, growing up, all these things that I don't believe now. Now it's it's the most liberal city in the state. It's crazy. Yeah. And (laughs) so I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, every, every place we're going to live, we're going to find something. But when I think about Laramie or I think about home, because it is still my home, I, I love it. I think about, you know, going down to the chocolate cellar. I think about going to the, to the little corner Hallmark, whatever, getting stickers and getting, you know, I mean, just so many great things and people watching and it wasn't, you know, I laugh about shooting guns in seventh grade in the fucking wrestling room because that's what you do in Wyoming. Yeah, hunter safety. I'm just like hunter safety. Everybody had to have it. Well, why the hell not? Why shouldn't everybody have to have it? You're by that. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm... Healthy respect, but... healthy respect for guns because of hunters. Yeah, exactly. Respect for guns because now they know how to do it. But I mean, in the moment, I hated it, but I look yeah. back now as a grown up and I'm like, oh my God, that was like freaking amazing. It was awesome because why, why shouldn't kids be taught about that? Why shouldn't, um, there's certain things I don't like. I don't, uh, again, the, the anti-gay, the, a lot of things I think, but there are some people that, hi, how are you? Oh, sorry the pit bull on me Uh but there are some kids you know some people that still to this day believe you know that we grew up with and went to school with i believe that and that's great but i um and as ass backwards as salt lake or utah is there's still some great parts about it i raised some great kids here and they felt safe and still exposed to a lot more things than we were exposed to in laramie and that you know, we had to drive to Denver to go see concerts and yeah. you know, shopping I, and, and whatever. And my daughter, you know, my daughter, perfect example, you know, she's on an E64 elite travel team, you know, she's going to Orlando, Florida and playing at the ESPN center. She's playing at, you know, she's playing in Mesa. She's playing in Phoenix. She's playing in Denver. She's in Fort Collins. I mean, all these things that it's like when we grew up, it wasn't, there so Laramie has changed culturally and is trying I've noticed it from the last 20 years at least or from even moving away back um that I'm like you know there's murals and downtown buildings and I'm I know my son wants to go and yeah sorry it's it's I couldn't live any anywhere else in Wyoming but Laramie um because of yeah. that um and, and it, yeah a lot of has changed uh for the good of this town and uh, there's a lot of cool new buildings down on the last time yeah. in laramie and everything um but yeah i i mean all that stuff you're talking about and maybe that's why like i had to leave when i left in 98 99 yeah i was like um i gotta get out of this place yeah and and left and was like, oh, I got to go back to this place, but I'm only going to be here for a little bit. But when I came back, it was like, okay, you're going to do things 
differently this time. Yeah. You're going to get a better shake. You're going to do this, that, you know, and not be so hateful, which I was because I moved here when I was 13 and from a suburb of a big city. And I was like, yeah. this place saying all that stuff, small town, big fish, small pond, all that. And no uh, diversity. Yeah. No diversity. Not a lot of whole diversity. Um, and, but yet I've lived here and, and I'm like, but you'll never take like the New Yorker, or the city guy out of me. I lock my doors. Um, I, you know, I have cameras on my front door, back door, like I, uh, as safe as Laramie and as fun as Laramie or stuff like that. I don't trust people. So, um, I, it, that's just me. Um, but, but the, the town has grown and, and there's definitely robberies and there's definitely a lot of stuff and there's been murders. And now that I'm with, you know, the, uh, person owns the funeral home. So I hear about all the crazy <laughs> ways people can die. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, but it doesn't, you know, I, I, like I said, I would never learn anyone else in Wyoming, but Laramie. Like, no, I, I agree. And I see that the change and I, I, it makes me so happy. Like my son wants to go. So I think we're gonna go next. Um, I talk about, you know, Jubilee days. I talk about yeah. frontier days. I'm like, Oh my God, this is what I grew up with. And he's like, mom, I want to go. And now that he's of age. And COVID's over. I'm like, Hey, we're yeah. going to go. You know what I mean? And I'm like, let's do it. Let's experience my life growing up. That um, was super fucking awesome. Honestly, when I look back, I mean, high school, not so much. I mean, you know, we, had, well, you had your typical judgy people, sure. whatever, yeah. but you know, in the end, I mean, I wasn't popular. I wasn't not popular. I was kind of in the middle and I tried to be friends with everybody. Um, and I think everybody's as fucked up as you think, you know, you feel you're, you know, and you just like, and I connected Yeah. and that's the nice thing about, you know, that is the nice thing about social media is that you've reconnected with people and you kind of see them in a different light, which is super cool, but because you're so stupid in high school (laughs) and the only, you know, the only bad thing is in small towns is everybody knows your business and everybody assumes your business and everybody talks about your business, but then everybody thinks it, they never know the truth. You know what I mean? And that's always the the shitty part where it's like, you know what, you don't know the truth. And if you give a shit enough, uh, you should ask. But in hindsight, I loved how I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, and especially because now that I have children of my own and I look at, and I'm in a city and granted, it's not the worst city in the world, but my kids are exposed to stuff that I, you know, I wasn't exposed to. Probably wouldn't even thought and about it. It's like, holy cow, you know, it's like crazy because. I, I mean, we thought about it, but it was never to the extent. So I'm like, oh my God, we have a couple, you know, we have pot, we have acid, whatever. We have like, like little things. We knew, we all knew who the drug dealers were. We all knew who was, you know, whatever. We all knew it. It wasn't like a secret, but here in a bigger city, there's, you know, guns. Is, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, like we small town at least you know everybody's business big cities you don't know everybody's business (laughs) 
uh, that's why I left Laramie because yeah, like yeah. my mom worked at the university and like, I swear she would know stuff about me before I knew stuff about me. And I was like, I gotta get out of this place. And it, <laughs> it wasn't the only, she wasn't the only one. I was just like, like it was a yeah. counting crow song called hey oh. Round," And I'm like, <laughs> when I first heard it, I was like, it came out about the right time. And I was like, yeah. I gotta yeah. get out of this place. Um, That's but, funny. My sister just told on me. That's why she knew more shit about yeah. me and told me. So my parents didn't know. <laughs> oh, then, yeah. I it's it's interesting. I mean, but you know what? I it's it's funny because my son, ironically, is a little bit of a cowboy, and huh. and I've always been like a cowboy i mean i i've always loved country music my parents i grew up you know doing like listening to everything my worst regret is when i was too cool to go see alabama at frontier days with my parents and wow. i love alabama and it's funny because my son is like mom why can't i wish we would have i wish you would have raised me in wyoming <laughs> which is funny because he drives a truck he is my old soul. He is it's really interesting. And he, you know, if he could have his life, he would live on, you know, a ranch. And I just laugh because now that I'm older, I'm like, you know what? When I'm done, I want, I would like to go back to Wyoming. I would like to go to a small place. I mean, I don't want the fucking winners. No. I don't I need I need a place that has like the whole country feeling with no with no snow. But, yeah. you know, I don't miss the sandbags in the back of my Honda Civic and I don't miss Janine McKay and I, you know, like almost risking our lives. But um, and driving, ironically, too drunk, you know, more times than I can count home and being caught by Officer O'Malley with my fake ID when I was 21. But or no, 20. You weren't 21, but, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't. Yeah. Was. During the tour de Laramie, I got caught at the very last bar. That and this is small town, small town, small town, because I got caught at the Buckhorn Bar, which is the last stop, you know, for the tour. Yeah. And the bouncer knew I wasn't 21 and I was dating her ex-boyfriend. So she totally like ratted me out. Wow. So I got caught by Officer O'Malley. It was awesome. Wow. Bye. And he delivered my drunk ass home to my mom. And I used to babysit his daughter. It was great. Uh, I got to know Cushman and Avery rather well through <laughs> my <laughs> college life. Um, but they're always cool. Um, yeah. Never, never gave me a ticket. Neither. No, I folded. That was the only time I ever caught by the cops yeah. was then. And it was like. And it was seriously, again, small town, angry, angry girl. I'm dating your new boyfriend or yeah. your ex-boyfriend. So, you know, I'm not of age. Let's turn your ass in. I'm like, oh, shit. But good times, good memories. Yes. yes. So one last question for you. I asked Tell, the, ask. Asked this of everybody on the show. So the show is called All My Friends, Justin Flaskrude. How do we become friends? How do we meet? God, I can't even remember. Can you remember high school? I know that or school, junior high. I just think you and I just clicked and talked. I think it was high school. 
and I think it was Decca. You were in Decca, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah. Yep. But I, I think even before then we were kind of like casual, you know, like, huh. like hey, hi. But it probably was through Decca. You're right. And, and my mom and April's mom. Yep. Friends. So, you know, I'd always be in you know communication with April and Lynn. So yeah. Um. But I'm I'm gonna I think it was Decca that I think it was Decca that sealed the deal. Yeah. And and that's how I knew you liked like erasure and and <laughs> I'm a music guy. The stuff sticks in your head. Oh my gosh. You remember I remember Ray, my best friend, Ray White, shout him out. He's yeah. like, you have the best memory. And I'm like, maybe I go if it's long term, it's good. And I go. Um, short term, probably not going to, you know, I don't remember yeah. past, you know, leaving this room, but if it gets a long term, I was like, yeah. And he, he can be like, give me like few tidbits of a night. And I'm like, bang, bang, this was what was going on. And I'm like, I tell him and I tell other people, I was like, you have kids and you've deleted those memories for the memories of your kids walking and talking and, yeah. you know, being assholes. You've deleted some the memories of the good old days for memories of of good stuff i don't yeah. have kids so i don't delete the memories so i'm the guy that keeps us you know remembering oh my gosh i laugh because you mentioned that and i'm like it just snapped i'm like oh my god i yeah um yep probably but i don't like it's it's interesting because i was talking to patrick and i was like hey i'm gonna do this like zoom thing with last group, I said, and it's just funny because but the fact that I even remember and he actually, I said, I have nothing interesting in my life, but I was trying to think about all of our stuff. And I just remember you just being a presence and never like, never, no contention, no enough. It's just like, Hey, you know what I mean? And so cool. I love it. Yeah. I mean, Good. and, uh, other people have asked me, they, they not asked me, told me like, oh, my life's boring or this, that. And I'm always like, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. And I was very entertained by your life story. I learned a ton about you for sure. Um, there are people that, you know, born and raised Laramie, going to die in Laramie, going to, you know, and they have to do anything with their lives. I'm and, friends with them on Facebook. Yeah. So, and, you know, and they're my friends. And are you? Them, but they're not the best podcast interviews. So you've been an awesome podcast interview and I, I want to with I wanna my dog. You. Yeah, thanks. I'm so glad you asked. No, it's like um it's that is the one thing about like reconnecting on Facebook. Well, connecting on Facebook yeah. in general. Um, because like I never um really gave I I not that I gave a shit, didn't give a shit. It was just like part of my life that I just kind of left and you know when it's neither one of my my dad died and my mom wasn't there and it was like I have nothing there you know but and then April died and um my connections like my good friend Sharon McKay she lives in I mean we were still in touch but she's in Denver and um but it was just cool to like reconnect reconnecting is good on a different level, you know, on a not so judgy, superficial, 
um, level that we all were back in the day. You know what I mean? I want to thank Tracy for being on the show. And well, I hope she can make it back to Laramie sometime soon. It's, you know, like she said, it's still home. And I wanted to see how much it has changed since she was last here. Now, Tracy, if you do ever make it to Laramie, hit me up. All right, folks, on to the next episode. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Plaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud.